Hello, my friends. How are you today? You're listening to the St. Mark Bemidji Sunday Edition podcast, which isn't brought to you by Seafoam, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, but not recommended for use inside your church sanctuary. This podcast features a replay of our Sunday sermon, or on occasion, a sermon from another Sister Wells Church. Today's sermon is titled, Blessed, and is based on Matthew 5, verse 1 through 12. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We now join my good friend, Dr. Kyle Reese, who filled in for pastor on Sunday for our sermon. Grace, mercy, and peace be with all of you, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, the one who gives us true blessings. Amen. Our sermon for this fourth Sunday in Epiphany is based on our gospel reading, the Sermon on the Mount, and has been written by Pastor Zamzo as a letter to you. Dear fellow blessed saints of St. Mark, Typically when somebody tells you that they're blessed, what do you expect to hear? Don't you usually assume that they will tell you that something great has happened to them? I'm so blessed that I have a nice house. I'm so blessed I have my children. We were so blessed to be able to do this or that or have this job. I'm sure you could think of more specific examples, but you get the idea. This is what the world calls blessed. The world praises the fortune, the strong, the self-sufficient. And so we come to our Savior's most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, and hear him say some things that must have given his hearers pause. Because in these words, Jesus calls things blessed that this world never would. Jesus rattles off a whole list of things that by nature we'd consider weak or foolish. Things that we'd never take a picture of and put on social media. Hashtag blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who thirst. Blessed are the persecuted. These are not things that we value by nature. These are things that we'd rather not become. We want high spirits. We want lives of plenty and to have acceptance. Not only do we not really want to be these things, if we look at what Jesus says and compare our lives, we are not these things. We might find ourselves in a bit of a quandary here. How can I become something that I don't even really want to be? 
we might think, what a hard uphill fight to be considered blessed in the eyes of God. If this is what I must do in order to be Jesus' disciple, do I really want to do it? What impossible standard is Jesus laying out here for those who follow him? And herein lies the issue, and perhaps our biggest misunderstanding of the word, blessed. We automatically assume that if you say you're blessed, it means you got something or you became something. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, sinful people just like you and me. He's not showing them what they must become to be worthy of him. He's telling them what they are because of the blessings he's giving them. Not blessings they earned or deserved themselves, but the kind that God gives. And no, these blessings are not what the world calls blessings, but that's because they're connected to blessings that only God can give, the forgiveness of sins, the crown of eternal life, and peace with God now and forever. Since every phrase of Jesus' sermon has an, is abundant with meaning, with meaning, it would take far more time than we have here today to meditate on each one. But if we follow Jesus' words carefully, we can see that he groups these blessings by theme and places them in logical order. He says his disciples are blessed with humility, blessed with mercy, and blessed even in persecution. First, he tells his followers that they are blessed with humility. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, right along with his disciples, we may hear these words and think to ourselves that we're not any of these things. And by nature, no human being is. But what has the Holy Spirit, through the message of the gospel, brought you, dear Christian, to the knowledge of? Have we not been blessed to know a, hum a humble attitude before God that assumes the posture of a beggar before him? An attitude that weeps over sin and that meekly recognizes that we deserve nothing but punishment. An attitude that hungers and thirsts for the righteousness only God can provide. The Christian with such an attitude has already, for Christ's sake, been promised the kingdom of heaven, comfort for the soul, a coming inheritance, a filling with God's righteousness. A Christian in thankfulness to Jesus will grow throughout their whole life in the understanding of this blessing. Humility and meekness before God. It translates into humility before people, especially fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Recall how St. Paul taught this great blessing to the Christians in Colossus. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. 
forgive as the Lord forgave you. That blessing of humility goes hand in hand with the next blessing we will discuss today, the blessing of mercy. The blessing of humility flows right into the blessing of mercy. Faith in Jesus, the good teacher of us all, informs us that vengeance is the Lord's and the Lord's alone. It is not our place to exact justice on a sinful world. Our place is to proclaim the mercy that has been won for us by Jesus. The ultimate display of mercy has been shown to the whole world. God's vengeance and wrath over sin has been exacted on Jesus already. The blessed disciple of Jesus knows that mercy. When we see sin in the world, or a country being turned inside out and upside down, it's the sinful nature that wants to set things, set this great blessing of mercy aside and choose anger in our own way, our own vengeance. That's why Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called children of God. So when we see opposition and turmoil, remember what you are and how you have been blessed with mercy. Be filled with compassion and pity for the lost souls in a dying world. Even if that dying world should kick and thrash in its death throes and turn its sights on you. Which brings us to the last in this logical order of blessings. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. St. Paul reminded the Christians of that day that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. And indeed, why would it make sense if you have no idea that you're actually a sinner? Each and every one of us knows what our sinful nature would be if left unchecked. Do you like being told that you're wrong and that you're a sinner? No, of course not. And we know and continue to struggle with our sinful nature's opposition to the gospel as well. What sense does it make that a man who was crucified 2,000 years ago can save you today? We can see from the other perspective why Christians around the world are ridiculed, reviled, rebuked, and shamed for the message of the gospel that we put our faith in. Yes, we are blessed, even in persecution, because it shows that we've spoken the truth in the name of our Savior. Jesus taught us to pick up our crosses and follow after Him. As the Master goes, so do the servants. In our ladies' Bible study class on Wednesday, we just learned about what happened in Acts 5. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the sake of the, His name. That disgrace they suffered was being arrested and jailed in Jerusalem. They wore their suffering as a badge of honor. They took it as proof that they were blessed by God, not rejected by Him. Rejected by the world, perhaps, but not by Jesus. In Him we are blessed to know that all of our current sufferings, trials, crosses, all combined cannot compare to the glory that will be revealed in us, even if we shut our eyes in death. 
When Jesus went up on that hillside that day and told his disciples that they are blessed, he meant it. The world might not recognize those blessings because they only come from him. These blessings help us to wonder at the miracle of faith that has been worked in us by the Holy Spirit. Faith relies on, clings, and cleaves to the blessings that Jesus says he's given you. Faith trusts that these blessings are ours, not because of what we have done, but because they have been given to us in grace. These blessings of humility, mercy, and yes, even persecution, they help the Christian see what we are now compared to what we used to be. It's sobering to think about what we'd be without these blessings from Jesus. I leave you this morning with the words of one who heard Jesus' words of blessing on the hillside that day. St. Peter told his flock, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the suffering of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the Spirit of glory and God rests on you. Amen. As always in him, Pastor Zamso. That's all there is for today. There isn't any more for this podcast. But if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, you might consider subscribing to the podcast and you will get content four times weekly in your favorite podcast app with no further effort. Additionally, you might consider sharing it with a friend. Each and every podcast has a share link in its description, which can be found in the same podcast app you're listening to right now. Let me know if you can't find it, or if you just want to say hello by emailing me at john.kirk at stmarkbemidji.org. Share God's word and share the light of the world. I also want to take this opportunity to invite you to church with us. Each and every week, we have two church services in Bemidji, Minnesota at 2220 Ann Street on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Additionally, we have a completely free cup of coffee that comes with a complimentary Bible study at 9.15 a.m. Each and every Bible study is led by a certified and college-educated minister. Or maybe you live in Walker, Minnesota. On the second and fourth Monday of every month, we also have church services there at 1100 Minnesota Avenue West at 7 p.m. Come as you are, and I hope to see you soon. If you have more questions or you want more information about our ministry, check out our website at www.stmarkbemidji.org. Have a blessed rest of your day.